Hi, welcome to our broadcast. Today I'm going to uh, talk to you about putting your trust in the Lord. One of my favorite scriptures is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. And um, I could probably you know, share on this over and over and over again because trusting God is something that we will never uh, not need in our life. We're always going to have to trust. We're always going to have to have that type of relationship. And this is the Christmas season's coming up. And I know a lot of times it, it puts pressure and stress on people. Um, they think of all the things they have to do and to get into this and that. But you know what? Just try to relax. Try to rest. My wife used to ha uh, have to tell me, Brian, just relax. I'm like, what? Is, uh? And, you know, she had to calm me down. One time she even bought me a plaque that says, relax. <laughs> you know what? Listen, it's going to be okay. God's got this. And one of my favorite scriptures is Proverbs 3, 5, and 6. Trust in the Lord with all of your heart. Lean not unto your own understanding. Acknowledge Him in all your ways, and He will direct your path. And I want to share just a little bit with you today, just to encourage you, to strengthen you. I believe part of our, again, part of our our calling is to stir up the body of Christ to encourage to to give you uh, give you tools to hold on to tools to work in your life tools to to be a better believer tools to to uh, cause you as a as a as a Christian to to develop to mature to grow and as God leads us or shows us we want to share that with you and so uh, Proverbs 3 5 and 6 trusting in the Lord with all of your heart uh, Annette and I have had to uh, many situations, trust God. And I'm going to get into that in, in a little bit here and just share a couple of testimonies of how God, well, for one, God always comes through. God always shows up. God never fails. Sometimes he, he usually, you know, you have to get it right at that last minute or the uh, when you think it, there's no way out. And then God says, Aha, I told you I was going to help you. I told you I was working for you. Um, but in Proverbs uh, 3, 5, and 6, I'm going to read it to you. I just quoted it to you in the King James Version. In the Passion Translation, it says, Trust in the Lord completely and do not rely on your own opinions. With all of your heart, rely on Him to guide you and He will lead you in every decision you make. Trusting God is is something that a lot of us have difficulty doing because it requires patience. Trusting God requires us taking our hands off the situation and believing and trusting that God is going to take care of it. And I wanted uh, one testimony I want to share with you is I had actually talked to the, about this on a uh, earlier broadcast. We had uh, we bought a home in Litchfield, Kentucky, and we have a septic system that after we were here about. Uh, two years or well, a year and a half, uh, it started acting up. When I say acting up, I mean it. It, it quit working. <laughs> so if you know if, if you don't know what a septic system is, if you live in the city, you don't have to worry about it or be concerned with it. If you live out in the country, your all of your waste goes into a tank, and then that tank uh, fills up, and then the liquids drain off into this ladder called a lateral field and it all runs out and then drains out and filters out into the ground but all the solid stays in the tank and then every so many years you have it pumped out and and uh, 
So you have to kind of deal with your own waste system uh, on your own property instead of it just going to the city and the city takes care of it. But so our septic tank was backing up to the point that our basement toilet would not flush. You couldn't flush it because it was so full that the water just would not go down. So we had one toilet, one shower, and we have right now, of course, we have five of us uh, uh, living in the house uh, together. And so it was qu causing quite a problem. Not only that, when a big when a fl it flooded in, I think July, a big rain flood came, and the lid wasn't all the way on the septic tank, so it water got in and it pushed back up out of the toilet and flooded our whole basement. So we were having all these problems, and I knew it had to get and take ca taken care of. And I had a contractor come out and look at it, and they were uh, thinking that we had to have a whole new system, and um, and it wound up being that the way our land is, the property, the way it runs, they didn't think they could do laterals a certain way. So they were going to put two tanks in. It was going to be over $10,500. And I'm like, okay, hold on. I'm, I, we got to check on this. And so I uh, called, tried to get other people to call, or tried, called, tried to get other people to come out and give me an estimate. Couldn't get anybody to show up. Um, couldn't get anybody to take it. Nobody around here does it. I couldn't find anybody that would do it. Um, called it everywhere, looked in the, uh, looked on the internet and tried everybody. And I had some people, oh yeah, I'll come out and look at it. Never showed up. And, um, so a couple months went by and I'm like, Lord, we've got to do something about this. And it was starting to keep me, it was starting to bother me so bad. It was keeping me up at night. And I just, I just like, Lord, I cannot lose sleep over this. And so I heard the Holy Spirit say, just wait two weeks, put it out of your mind. Don't even, don't try to figure it out. Don't think about it. Just put it aside. Just relax. Just uh, have peace. Don't think about it and don't try to figure it out. Just take two weeks and just don't even think about it. So, all right, I did that. And when it, when it would try to come, I would try to think, I, nope, I'm not going to do it. Lord said two weeks. I'm not going to think about it. I'm not going to try to figure it out. It doesn't matter. I'm going to put it aside. I'm not even going to try to try to come up with a plan, try to call anybody. I'm not calling anybody. I'm not doing anything. I'm just going to rest in the Lord and I'm going to wait. And so two weeks goes by uh, after, you know, it took me about two weeks to get to the point where I was like, okay, I'm not, uh, I'll resist it enough. I'm not thinking about it. And two weeks goes by. Then another couple of weeks goes by and I'm like, Lord, what do we, you know? And, and every time I, if I started to think about it, I'm like, Lord, I, I don't know what to do about this, but God, I'm trusting you that some way, somehow, this is going to be fixed some way, somehow you're going to reveal to us or you're going to you're going to bring somebody across our path. Something's going to happen. So about two, two and a half months, I think might be three. I'd have to look back, maybe three months later. Uh, I am in Shepherdsville, Kentucky. My son, my oldest son and I, Caleb, we're going through the drive through and I see a truck and it says talks about excavating. And I'm like, hey, um, do you do septic tanks? And he's like, yeah, we, we do them, but I, I can't do them up in this area. I can do it in Grayson County. And I'm like, well, that's where I live. That's where I need it. And this guy's in a, a, three counties away and happens to be up there on some small job. And ha I happen to see him. Could never heard of this guy. To my knowledge, I mean, honestly, the dude, I would say he could be an angel, but I've called him two or three times, so I'm pretty sure he's not. But um, so... I got the guy, he came out and digged it up and said it was just the line. There's nothing wrong with my tank. It was just the line that was one line that was bad. 
He put it all back together. He spent all day long. And what job would have cost me uh, almost eleven to twelve thousand dollars by the time it was all said and done, uh, wound up costing me like eight hundred and something dollars. And so it was like God took care of the situation, but I had to have faith and patience. I had to trust the Lord. I had to trust in the Lord with all my heart and not lean to this understanding. So when 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 we're dealing with something, we're going through something. Sometimes we have the tendency to. We, we've got to put our hands on it. We've got to get involved. We've got to help God out. Okay, I'm going to, uh, oh, I can do this, or I, I'm going to do this, or I'm going to get this, I'm going to make this, I'm going to make this call, I'm going to do this. You know, blah, 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 blah. We try to help God out, and when we do, we stop the plan of God, or we stop God's best for our life. I could have went a different route. There's other ways I could have agreed on, or I could have gotten, I'm sure would have found somebody, but if I hadn't stopped and been patient, and waited the right person, the right job to do the best for us, I would have missed it. I would have taken, I would have taken uh, a second or third or fourth or fifth best. Uh, just like a, the story of Abraham and Ishmael. God told Abraham, you're going to have a son with Sarah. Well, then they get impatient. And so Sarah tells him to take her handmaiden, Hagar. Well, that was not God's plan. But they got out, they, they, by not being patient and waiting on the Lord, they didn't see God's best. Then it turned into a, a mess because there was division, there was strife and, and, and all that. And when we wait patiently on the Lord, when we put our faith and trust in God, we have to wait patiently because God is working for us. God is working to work something out. God is working to get to us, but we get impatient and then we jump ahead of him or we stop the plan. Once, once I get the, uh, somebody else involved, then God's not going to keep working on the other person or dealing with the person or getting me to that other person because I've already got something else in the works. So then God takes his hands off and says, okay, you're doing it, not me. Well, see, we don't want to live like that. We want to trust God and wait for his leading, his guiding. And that's tough sometimes because we get impatient. We want it now or we want to, we think we have to get it fixed. I want to tell you, there was, when you talk about your, uh, your plumbing and your toilet having to use it every day and then holidays coming up and uh, more people coming over, it can, pressure can be applied, you know. We had to be creative. Uh, you know, me and the boys went out back to the trees and, 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 you know, we had to do some things you don't really like doing, but it's like, okay, Lord, I'm trusting you. And Lord, some way, somehow, you're going to work this out. So trusting in the Lord is not easy on us, but it is the best. And uh, let me give you another testimony of, of some things, how, how God works some things out in us. And it, 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 Trusting the Lord takes faith. It takes patience. It takes trusting that God has the best for us. God loves us. Listen, if you don't think God loves you, 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 you need to, to settle on that first. You need to know and realize that God loves you so much, so much more than you will ever imagine. God's not mad at you. He's not holding anything against you. He knows what you're doing. He knows your life. He knows everything you've done wrong and everything you've done right. And He still loves you. He loves you so much that He wants your life to be better and wants you to change. He don't want you to keep making mistakes or bad choices or, or uh, you know, and, and he's, he's already forgiven you. Jesus has for, 
through, through Christ and dying on the cross for our sins and the sins of the whole world from, from then, for, from past, present, and future, he's paid for the sins. He's not holding that against you. He's saying, I'm the way, the truth, and the life. The only way that you can get to God is through me, through Jesus Christ. So God is not mad at you. He's not holding that against you. He loves you so much that he gave his only begotten son. And so, first of all, you got to trust and believe that God loves you and cares about you. And so if you believe God loves you, then you have to believe that God has his best interest for you. So he's got the best there for you. So that's where we have to be patient and wait. Um, sometimes we want to you know, jump ahead of God or, or uh, not trust him in a situation because we think we have to have, uh, like when it comes to finances, we have to have so much. If we don't have this amount of money, we're not going to make it. And let me tell you one uh, other little testimony. Um, several years back uh, in Louisville, I lived up in Louisville, Kentucky, and there was an ice storm that hit, and we lived in the city of Shively. An ice storm hit, and uh, a tree limb uh, broke down from the ice, hit across our electric line, and ripped the electric from the house. So the power was completely out. Even if they got the power back, when they got the power back on, the, the electric to our house was ripped off. So we had no electricity in the house. So we uh, went out to my parents' house, and we stayed with them for two weeks. I think it was two weeks, and um, where they we finally got the electric back on and was getting ready to go back into the house. But of course, when your power's been out, you have no food in the house. All the everything in the fridge is gone. We'd already spent all of our money. We didn't have any money left, and uh, we had loans uh, a relative some money, and they had given us a check. And I'm like, thank you, Lord, we've got the check to you know we're getting ready to go back into the house, and we need to buy groceries, and we're going to need some stuff. And um, I had the check, and I, I was with one of my my children, and I was getting ready to take it to the bank, and I heard the Lord say, "Don't deposit that check. I want you to give it back to them." And I'm like. Lord, we can't. We need this money. And uh, when I heard the Lord say that in my heart, I was like, I was like, oh God, this is I don't know, this is this is kind of big. You want me, you want me to not deposit the money and tell them that we're giving it back to them, and we have no money, no food, no nothing when we get back into the house. And I was just like, Lord, I don't know if I can do this. And I heard Him say. Will you trust me? And I'm like, and I start tearing up. I'm like, okay, God, I'll trust you. I mean, he's just like, he's so, you know, he wasn't mean. He's just like, will you trust me? I heard that so strong in my heart. And I'm like, okay, God, I'll trust you. And uh, at the same time, my wife was uh, praying about our situation. She didn't know that the Lord had told me not to deposit the check. But so we needed more than what that check was. And my wife was walking the floor at uh, my mom and dad's house. And she said, Brian, I heard the Lord say the same exact thing. Will you just trust me? And I'm like, okay, well, we're going to do this. So she called our relative and said, look, we're, we're not going to, we don't want this money back. We want to uh, sow this into your life. We want to bless you. And uh, we just want to be a blessing to you. And God's put you on our heart to, to cancel this debt and to forgive it. Don't worry about it. You don't owe us anything. And they were so thrilled. They they were such a blessing to them. 
And we're like, okay, God, you said to trust you, so we're going to put our faith and trust in you. Not leaning our, to our own opinions or our own ideas or our own way, how we're going to get through this or figure it out. We had no clue. Didn't know how God was going to do this. Just to trust Him. Simple, blind faith, trusting Him. And we get back into the house, and uh, we're going through the mail. And as we're going through the mail, we open up this uh, from, a, I think, an insurance company. We had changed insurance companies, I believe is the way it went. We had changed insurance companies, and we had overpaid. So they sent us a refund of like 400 and something dollars. And we're like, glory to God, yes. See, God knows exactly what we need. He knows what we have need of. And He knows not only us, but he, he, didn't, he didn't just have us in mind. He's going to take care of us. But He had somebody else in mind too, that He's taking care of them. So God's working to move and to say, hey, I want you to, no, don't take that check. Give that back to them. I've got you covered over here. Don't worry about it. Just trust me. And, we're, and God is moving and working for in people's lives and, and working out their things that they need, working out things that they, they're uh, crying out for, they're believing God for, they're praying for. God is working for them and working out all these situations. But if I would have been disobedient, if I would have said, I can't trust you, God. No, I'm going to, I got to, I have to have this money. God, and my faith is too weak. I can't do this. Well, God already had this situation worked out to, to not only knew I was going to be blessed, but to bless the other uh, uh, family. Now then God would have had to start working on somebody else and trying to get... See, it's important that we trust God not only for our own lives, but for other people. As we're obedient, as we put our faith and trust in the Lord, not only does it affect our life, but it, it, it can be affecting a domino effect that can be affecting other people's lives because God is working to move and to help and, and to get to people and to reach people. So putting your faith and trust in God, it's not... It's not God trying to punish you or God just trying to to make things hard on you. He's trying to get the absolute best to you and to everyone else. And God is working on people's behalf. So trusting the Lord, God knows our situations. God knows what we're going through, knows exactly what we need, even before we even ask Him. God already knows the needs that we have. he's, he's, He's got so many resources to work things out. But he wants to use his people. He wants to use the body of Christ. God doesn't just uh, counterfeit money and drop it down in a bag. I will be okay with that if he would do that. But that's not how he works. Not to my knowledge. I've never heard of God. Now, he can do gold. Gold belongs to him. God can create any of that. But I don't believe God will create, you know, the counterfeit money, you know, or take money from you know, he can swoop it up and find money that's been stolen or money or not stolen, but lost or money that's blowing around somewhere or whatever. But God can do God. He's got a million ways to meet our needs. All we need is that one way. All we're looking for is one way. God's got a million ways to get the 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 need met. All we're trying to find is the one way. So trusting in the Lord with all of our heart, not leaning to this understanding, because if I would have tried to work it out, if I would have tried to figure it out, how God's going to do this. You know, I could say, oh, my parents will take care of me. My, my, maybe another uh, brother or sister would take care of me or, or maybe my boss would give me a loan or I could borrow money. You know, there's a lot of ways I could have figured it out. But was that the best way? No, the best way is to say, oh, wow, we got a refund check. We don't owe nobody. Bills are paid. Groceries in the, in the refrigerator. Kids are happy. Mom is happy. You know, when wife's happy, everybody's happy. You know what I'm saying? Um, but... Trusting God, 
with all of your heart, leaning not to this understanding, your own wisdom. God has got the situation under control. We just have to trust Him. So Proverbs 3, 5, and 6, what a great scripture, especially this time of year when, you know, you might be wondering about uh, the, the presence for the kids. Listen, just turn it over to God. Tell God what's what you desire for your children. Tell God, God, I, you know, don't, don't put God in a box and say, God, I want you to have this, 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 and this. But say, God, just let this be the best Christmas ever. God, let this be the best Christmas ever. One, let me, one more story and then I'll quit. Uh, one of the, we've done this many times because we've raised six children and we would have a great Christmas and then we'd go, wow, that Christmas was so good. How could next year be even better? And we'd get ready to come up to the, you know, time, time of year and we're thinking about what we can do and how we can bless the kids and just get excited about giving and, and, and being a blessing to our children. And, and we'll go, Lord, last year was so good. And we'd say, no, Lord, we just thank you that this is the best year ever. And it's always different. Uh, some year, we, a couple of years that we had, man, we just blessed the socks off the kids, just had extra money and just got uh, so many cool things for them and just watched their smiling faces and just had a great time. And But one of the best Christmases we ever had with our kids was one year we didn't have a we didn't have a whole lot of extra money to to buy things with. But we had asked the kids, said, we want you to take something that you something that you have. And we just want you to, to give it to your brothers and sisters. And we said, we don't, you know, you think about it. You think about what you want to do, whatever it is. If you have something that, uh, you know, you can just give to them as a gift. And, uh, you know, don't, and we just encourage them, you know, not to, you know, don't give them a piece of trash or something junk that you don't care about. Just something that's, you know, something decent, something nice. But we didn't really, we didn't tell them what to do or anything. Man, when the kids began to share the gifts, and it wasn't great, uh, great expensive little things. It was just, it was the preciousness of they thought about the other kid, child, what they wanted or what it meant to them, and they, it was so blessing minded. It just, it made it the best Christmas ever. I remember one thing was um, Caleb, uh, my oldest son, had a a little stuffed animal that he had had for years. And this thing was, I mean, it was old little thing, but he took that little stuffed animal and he gave it to, uh, to I, I forgot which one it was, one of the sisters, and gave it to them and said, you know, I know you really liked this and you really, you, you always wanted to play with it. So I wanted you to have it. And it was like, oh, you know, they just thought about the other person and what it would mean to them and how, how much it would bless them. And each one of them went around and told you know, why they gave what they did. And that was the absolute best Christmas ever. And I think also that was the year that someone had given us some money to get the kids new Bibles. And it was just like, this is so awesome. Listen, God has, again, has a million ways to meet your need and to bless your family. So put your faith and trust in Him and just say, just simply acknowledge God and, and with a simple prayer, just whisper to the Lord, Lord, we really would just like to have a beautiful Christmas. And you work it out. God, you you do it. And then listen to Him. Listen to Him lead you and guide you. It will be, I, I, I promise you, it'll be the best Christmas you've ever had. So put your faith and trust in the Lord. Trust in Him and watch God move. So I want to pray for you. And uh, just remember that this, this time of year, it doesn't have to be uh, sad and oppressed. It doesn't have to be uh, a depressed time, but a time of joy. And 
And I'm going to pray for you for whatever's going on in your life, whatever's going on in your family's life, that God has this and is going to work out whatever's, whatever it, you're dealing with. God has the solution and has the answer. Father, in the name of Jesus, I pray for people, Lord God, right now in Jesus' name. I pray for people that are, uh, Lord God, maybe their family members have gone on to heaven and Lord, they're, they're missing them so bad. Well, Father, I thank you for helping them to see them, who they are and where they're at right now. And, and Lord God, that they're in the most beautiful place and all the, the things that are going on and all that they're getting to see and that they're in your care, your hands, the best place they could ever be. Father, I thank you for uh, touching families that may be uh, estranged right now, that their family relationships are tore up and they're, they're maybe not even speaking to each other. Father, I thank you for mending relationships, bringing people back into unity. Let forgiveness just fill their family, Lord God, forgiving one another and forgiving their in, in their relationship, Lord God, so that they can restore back to them, Lord God, the, the family and who they are. Father, I pray for people, Lord God, who are dealing with maybe finances or not knowing how they're going to, where their next meal is going to come from. Father, I just thank you for working on their behalf, moving and taking care of them, showing them that you are God and you love them and you care for them. You know about everything that's going on with them and you care where they are and what's happening. Father, I thank you for touching their lives, moving on their behalf, changing their situation, and let them see you, Lord God, that you would be glorified. God, that they would see you for who you really are, that you love them and you care about them, and you're concerned about everything that they go through, and you are able to take care of whatever is going on. And Lord, we thank you in the name that's above every name, the precious name of Jesus. Amen.